given the opportunity that the Bible declares to every man, woman, and child, today is the day. In fact, it begins, the scripture begins by saying, behold, pay attention. Pay attention. Today is the day of salvation. Any man will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Story was told some time ago about a young man. He was caught for some doing some criminal acts and he was brought before the judge. And the judge was stating his charge against him that he had committed his crime and he asked the young man how he pleaded and he said I'm guilty <laughs> and he said but but judge he said I come up to a stop sign today and I stopped I didn't break the law <laughs> he said I saw someone throwing trash out there the window of their car and he said but I didn't do that the judge said son you're not here for what you did do. you're here for what you didn't do you didn't obey the law you didn't obey what was right for you to do that's where the trouble was you didn't obey so now you're standing here before me because you didn't obey. There's going to be people standing before the Lord one day and they're going to say, Oh, I didn't know that that was what you required. I didn't know that's what you meant in your word when you said so and so. He said, Well, you were sitting under the minister that I'd sent named Ricky Knox. And you had an opportunity to obey what I was speaking to your heart about. That you did. See, that's how simple it's going to be. We're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to give an account of ourselves. And He's going to be a judge. If we've not been doing what He said we should do. If we've been omitting the things that He says we should be doing. We talked about all the things we did do. But what we didn't do. What we didn't do was obey Him. Like one man, he said, you don't have to break. You don't have to break every law. In my word, just one. That's a pretty strong statement, ain't it? Just one. That won't keep you on your knees. I don't know what will because James 2 and 10 said, said for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point he's guilty of all just one it's like a man put it one time he said if a, if a man was dangling over a big fiery pit and there was a chain that was holding him he said all ten links doesn't have to break just one. Just one. We don't have to 
God's law. That puts us down to keep us on our knees, to keep us on our toes, to keep us walking straight, to keep us paying attention to what God's Word tells us. Amen. That narrows it down, doesn't it? Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty. One sin. I didn't know that it mattered, Lord. Oh, yes, it does. One sin. Because all sin matters to Him. All sin. And it only takes one sin to cause a person to be turned away from the Lord and sent to hell. I don't want that to happen to me. This morning the title of my message is What Are You Committed To? What are you committed to? What am I committed to? The word committed has a, has a long definition to it. Committed. We ask ourselves, am I committed to the Lord? Am I committed to His service? Committed means having a charge to do. I've got a charge to do something. I've been given a charge by the Lord to do something. It's not just words that I can speak. You've been given a charge to do something. We've been given a charge to keep. It's something that we should guard and keep. We should occupy that commitment in our lives as an ongoing process. It's occupied. God's work, His service is occupied day after day in my life. I'm serving Him continually. And the word committed means to Make a promise or a vow to God. Have you made a promise to God? Have you promised to serve Him, to faithfully follow Him? Have you made promises that you would do your best to live as best as you can to serve the Lord? That you'll live right? That you'll do right every day that He gives you an opportunity to live. That you'll be in His house. That you'll bring up, you'll see that your children, your grandchildren, whoever that you can be a blessing to will be in the house of the Lord. Whoever you're responsible for that's under your care, that they'll be in the house of the Lord. Because what faith can I hear it? Hear it by the word. You got to be in the house of the Lord. And faith can look by that here. Sure, we're to do all things when we're at home and away from church. Read our word. We're to read it. Study it. Keep ourselves familiar with it. Look into His perfect law of liberty every day. And we find here some passages that I'm going to share with us this morning with the Lord's help. Of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 12, of what Timothy is given a charge to guard the gospel. He's given a charge to guard the gospel, which is making a commitment. What are you going to do, Timothy? Are you going to do this? Are you going to take that charge? Are you going to take the responsibility?
Is it going to fall on your heart and say, hey, that's what I want? Let me be responsible. Hold me accountable, Lord. Because guess what? He will. And He is. He's holding you accountable to what you're doing. He's holding me accountable to what I'm doing. If I have no time for Him, guess what? The day's going to come that He won't have no time for us. And the words that we would never want to hear. But Lord, Lord, I went to church. So you did. The guy standing before Joe said, I didn't run the stop sign, I stopped. Today when I come up to the stop sign, so you did. But Lord, I sat under the preaching of your word, so you did. But you didn't do what my word asked you to do. You didn't do. You're not here for what you did. You're here for what you didn't do. Oh, that'd be a terrible thing to be in front of the judge then. But when those that have been serving the Lord, those that are walking godly and righteously, obeying Him, come before Him, we're going to be standing before Him for all the things that we did do. We did keep ourselves committed unto Him. We did walk with Him in godliness and holiness. We did serve Him with our whole heart, mind, soul, all of our strength, all of this body committed to Him. We did do those things. He won't be that judge. He'll be that Lord and Savior says, enter into the joys of the Lord. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Oh yeah. Paul's giving Timothy that charge. And he is saying to Timothy, beginning in verse 8, But be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker. Oh, wait a minute. You mean we've got to be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God? But be thou partaker of the afflictions. There's going to be some suffering of hardships that we're going to have in our company. We're going to have some suffering of hardships going on. Go along with us along this way. It ain't going to be easy. But he said of the gospel according to the power of God. He said who saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. He already knew you and me before the world began. Oh, we were in His view. To be. You ever watched a TV story and they didn't finish it? They said to be continued. God knew what was to be. He had us 
in his own purpose, grace, to be born into this life, this world, and to become a witness for him. Verse 10 said, But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Oh, the message of Christ is you can tie it up in this one particular verse, verse 10. Who's abolished death? He destroyed death. He took the keys of death out of the grave. Become victorious over them. And has brought life and immortality to light to the gospel. Paul says, Whereunto I'm appointed a preacher, an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer, he said, these things. Nevertheless, he said, it doesn't matter. That don't hinder me anyway. He said, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Throughout the week, the thought, what have we committed to the Lord? What have I committed to the Lord? Just stay buried on my <coughs> mind. Throughout various days this past week. And so I began to pray over this and think, well, maybe this is the thought the Lord would have me to, to get a message together. And that was what, what He would have me to speak on us. And so that's what I've got here this morning. And that last particular verse there, for which the cause I suffer these things, Paul said. Hey, he said, because of being a minister, because of being an apostle, because of being a preacher of the gospel, he said, there's some things that I've suffered. He said, but I'm not ashamed of my suffering. I'm not suffering because of the wrongs that I've done. I'm suffering because of the good that I'm doing. If we're suffering, church, today, let it be because of the good that we're doing. Not because of the wrong Amen. that we're doing. Let it be because of the good. Amen. He said, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And what day may that be? The Lord's return, the Lord coming, His judgment day. That He's able to keep that which I have committed against that day of judgment that's going to come. You're going to stand before Him. I'm going to stand before Him. And I'm going to stand before Him. Hopefully. Hopefully. Never turning back from the Lord. Stand before Him as my Savior. <laughs> My deliverer. Oh, Glory. It's my Savior. Amen. I'm going to stand before Him. It's my Lord. Yes. Whom I give my allegiance to. Yes. Oh, my salvation. My sanctifier. Hallelujah. Oh, the 
sin from this life. Oh, my healer. My provider. My sustainer. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. He's my peace speaker. Hallelujah. Glory to us now. Thank you, Lord. Stand before you. Amen. And I hope to give a good report. Because all he's going to have to say is when the books is open. See, I, I can't argue my cause. I can't argue my cause at that point. But I did so and so. But you didn't obey me. You didn't surrender your life to me. You didn't ask for forgiveness. You didn't ask for my salvation. You didn't ask for any cleansing in your life. You didn't give any means of dependence of me on your life. Right this morning. <laughs> Here, I say, hear me. I'm speaking to your heart. Hear the messenger. The messenger. Is speaking my word. Hear him, I say. I call thee. Listen to me. I will bless thee. Come to me. Draw near to me. I am here. Yea, I say, hear me. I draw thee. Saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. God, let us hear you this morning. Let us hear you for what you say. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh. Oh. Oh, let's hear the Lord this morning, church. Let's hear him. Paul said, I'm persuaded. He's able to keep that which I've committed to him. What have we committed to the Lord? What have we committed to Him today? Can I honestly look someone in the face and say, my life is totally committed to the Lord. My life is committed to His gospel and His church. Amen. It's one thing. See, there's a lot of people who want to be committed to the gospel, but not to the church. They don't want to have any commitment to the church. Oh, that's where you got to have a bunch of do's and don'ts, and you got to do this and that, and they want you to do so and so. Thus and thus. And I'm going to be committed to the church. But I'm going to be committed to the gospel. That's not how he set it up. He set up his church for you. He set up his church for me. Oh, that we can be disciples. That we can be by some means able to grow by the preaching and the teaching of his word. Amen. That I by myself can't do that. I can't get all that I need. I need the help 
of the ministry that He has placed within the body of Christ to help me. He didn't set you up or me up to be a one-man island. We can be by ourselves and we can go to heaven by ourselves. We don't need no church. We don't need no church family. We'll make it by ourselves. Don't let Satan deceive you because he'll send you to hell. Just as sure he deceives any soul, to hell they'll go. To hell they'll go. Amen. But God desires not them. Not one would perish trying to call, trying to lure, trying to speak to our hearts, trying to draw us to Him. Hear me, He says. Hear me. Can you imagine what Peter, James, and John on the day of transfiguration when they was gathered and they heard that voice come out of the clouds, this is my beloved Son. Those two words, Mention that in Sunday school. You know, those two statements. That one, and then the second one was, Hear Him. Hear Him. You know, there's many times we can hear Him, but not hear Him. You know, by not hearing Him is, well, we heard it, but uh, it's on Him. It's turning death ear to it. If God spoke to your heart, said you better get things right in your heart. There's some hardness in your heart. That I, there's some hard places in there that I'm having the time of working with you and trying to lead you and trying to bring you to me, but you're being you're being hard in your heart against me. You're rejecting. You're rejecting my pulling, my trying to get you draw near to me. Whew. I don't want to be that for me. I don't want anything in my heart. If I'm a child of God, I want people to know everywhere. Not just at church. Amen. Not only at Camp Branch. Yes. I want them to know wherever I go. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Wherever I go, I'm a child of the King. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Praise the Lord. I belong to Him. I've heard what He said. I'm trying to obey won't be like one king come out from his kingdom one day. He went out to where many prisoners were being held. Many of them were still chained to the post because the time had not been set for them to be released and go out and do hard labor. He came up on the various men that was chained to each post and he said, may I ask what are you here for? Oh, king, he said. I'm here because I was standing on the street corner and somebody had committed a, a crime and had run down the street and when the law came, they thought it was me that I was disguising myself that I was not a part of it. Come up to another one. Why are you here for me? Well, I was doing something and another guy come up and did such and such and they thought it was me that did it. And I got sent here in his place. But I wasn't guilty. Various ones he asked, <laughs> why are they there for? They begin to excuse him. I'm not here for my crimes. And he come to the last one. What are you here for? Oh, sire, he said, 
I'm here because I broke the law. He said, I was a sinner. I sinned against my king. He said, I did this and this and this. And he said, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <coughs> the king called for the guard and he said, release this man. Set him free. He don't deserve to be among such honest people. Not me. See, when we do something we shouldn't, we're supposed to admit it. That's how, that's how the life plays out with the Lord. Okay, Lord, I didn't do this. You said didn't. Oh, yeah, but, but I, I done so and so. That didn't count. I said, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Are you getting the point this morning? Many people's going to be in trouble because they heard the word of the Lord that they didn't do. But yet they can do many other things. We can have dinners and suppers and fundraisers. <laughs> you know, feed the poor. We can do a lot of good things. But what about the things you didn't do to the Lord? Amen. You didn't confess your sin. You didn't forsake your sin. You didn't depend on Him to be your Lord and Savior and trust Him each day that you lived your life. See, that's what He wants. That's what He wants. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We all have experiences concerning commitments beginning at early stages in our life. Commitments to do routine care as we grow up. Think about these thoughts. You know, you grow up bathing. You say, Mama, why do I have to wash again? I washed last night. <laughs> you got to wash again. Wash behind those ears. <laughs> bathing. Haircuts. Routine things. Attending school, college, until completion. <coughs> Beginning a work career. Finding a soulmate to marry. Having children. And teaching them the whole process of what we were taught only for the cycle to repeat itself. Commitment. Commitment. We grow up. Know when you have children to start the cycle over again what you've been taught. Is what you'll hand down and teach to your children. Those routine things in life. Day by day. Things that you're teaching your grandchildren, Brother Curtis. Routine things. Things that you were taught. Some were taken to church to where they encountered the one who created them. Amen. Learn about his son, Jesus, who gave his life for them. Amen. So that we might receive him into our lives and be forgiven of our sins and set free from the bondage of sin and for Him to become that Lord and Savior that His Word speaks of for the rest of our life. And on the other hand, some never do make a commitment to surrender 
their life to Him. Only hearing about Him. Hearing about His mighty works, His mighty deeds. Is it for these reasons? Is it for these reasons? People are too ashamed to live a godlike life. Too ashamed to live a godlike life before others. Are we too embarrassed to witness or share? His life with others. Or we don't want to deny ourselves of things that we enjoy, of our desires, just to be able to proclaim Him. Hmm? I won't do that. Or does it simply come down to the fact that we're not willing to commit our life to His will and His work? Why do so many friendships? Why do so many marriages? Why do so many workplaces on and on and on fail? Why? Is it because of commitment? I have a friend, but if I refuse to keep up with that friend, our friendship has failed somewhat. We say, well, I saw you in 30 years. <laughs> we still friends, aren't we? Well, you know, in a verbal sense, but for the past 30 years, we've not been friends. Because we've not kept in contact with one another. But we'll still say, but he's my friend. You know, way back on 30, 40 years ago, 20 years ago, we were friends. No commitment. No commitment. See, that's relationship with Christ. I went to church for 30 years over there, that one little spot. But no commitment. No commitment. No surrender. No desires that I want Him more than what I want for myself. I want Him. I want Him more. I want Him more than anything. Amen. Poor communication on a person's part can also cause failure. It can cause failure. When Paul wrote to Timothy saying that he was the Lord's prisoner, there in verse 8, I'm the Lord's prisoner, he said. It was by choice. That he was the Lord's prisoner. Is this what many people today, as well as yesterday, were and are afraid of as being his prisoner? I don't want to be his prisoner. That sounds like I'm in some kind of bondage. Oh no. It's a prisoner by choice. Amen. You're not behind bars. You're not tied down. You're set free. Kind of like the king that come up to the one, the one slave that was honest and said, I deserve 
what I get because I sin against God and against my king. I serve my life to a life of sin. Being honest. Honest confession to the king. He was set free. Paul said in the partaker of the afflictions. He said the, the hardships. He said, I seem to have pretty good company with them. Because they're about me every day. I have some hardships. I have some troubles every day. He said, but I focus on the one in verse 9 who saved us and who called us with a holy calling. Not according to what I've done. He said, but according to His purpose and grace that has been given to us through Him, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And said, and He manifested that to us when He proved His love and He gave His life to abolish death, to destroy death. Amen. To destroy death. Praise the Lord. And to bring to us life eternal. Bring to us immortality. Praise the Lord. Oh, I love it. He said, Paul said, through the gospel. Through the gospel. So why do we want to hear gospel preaching? Because it's through the gospel. We learn many things what we learn today. It's through the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, that we understand the kind of Lord and Savior that He is. The kind of Heavenly Father that we have above us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise His name. Praise His name. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, the thing about being a prisoner of the Lord is we're not being held to something against our will. <laughs> Paul said, I'm not being held to something against my will. I willfully commit. I willfully surrender to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, God through Christ gives us the choice of deciding. Yes, He does. Who? Who we will serve. Serve Him and be set free from bondage. Or Satan and remain bound throughout our lifetime. Amen, church. Throughout our lifetime. And end up going to an eternal hell. Lost. Lost. Timothy was given this charge by Paul to defend. He said, God. Guard the gospel. Are we guarding? Oh, hallelujah. Are we guarding the gospel, church? Are we defending the gospel? Will we speak up for the gospel? Or will we remain silent as the world slips closer and closer 
to an eternal destruction to which many of our families may be connected. And others in this world that are lost will be connected and go into an eternal hell. Oh. He was given that charge to guard the gospel, which called for a commitment on his part. He couldn't say, let's get brother so-and-so to do it. They're much more qualified, Brother Paul, than me. He didn't pass that on. What are we committed to today? Are we committed to living a holy life? Are we committed to sharing the word? Are we committed to witnessing? Are we committed to Bible study in our homes? Not at church, but I'm talking about at home. At home, where we spend most of our time spend more time at home way more than we do at church are we committed to Bible study prayer are we committed to paying tithes are we committed to attending church are we committed to doing the works of God just on and on and on things that I could list what are we committed to are we committed to some of these some of these but we omit others or are we committed to all to all these that I've just read and you may have something to add on your part are we committed to these things that arise remember I'm going to be judged for the things I didn't do you ever thought of it like that? I didn't love my neighbor. Didn't love my brother and sister. Like God said love them. I didn't do good to others. Like God said do. I didn't go to church faithfully. Like God said do. I didn't pay my tithes. Like God said do. I didn't give in offerings. For my increase. Like God said do. I didn't help others in need. Even a cool drink of water when I could have, like God said, do. But all I can tell you, Lord, I did this. <laughs> that ain't going to count. That ain't going to count. If we didn't first trust Him as Lord and Savior and still trust in Him fully, fully, not partially, you know, we want to feel good sometimes because we've done some partial things. It makes me feel good. Oh, yeah. Done a few partial things. I feel good about that. Yeah. Now, I've heard people say, well, you know, I, I, I did go. I'll give an example. Uh, we built a home in church. And uh, I knew the hours and days and weeks and months that I spent. Mm -hmm. And I had time to be there and get the material and come back. I mean, the Lord blessed us that uh, you know we go to Jacksonville. He blessed us with men giving us big trailers that I could pull that I didn't have to go get the material, and come back, plan the work days. We did such and such. Uh, we were having this and that, and they were some that they just did a time or two.
But later I remember hearing one say, yeah, I helped build this place here. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. But the times that he could have been there that he wasn't, that's what he's going to be held accountable for. Hey, well, I'm not his judge, you know. I mean, I wasn't his judge then. But I just, you know, just give him an example. Here's somebody, you know, if I did just a couple things, oh, yeah, you know, I did this, I did this. I remember one person helped just a little bit on the altar, that we built the altar. And for a number of years, he said, man, he's the one that helped finish his church. Oh, <laughs> so, well, you know, God bless him. Amen. <laughs> what we do for the Lord is uh, because of relationship. And that relationship, my works, that's the reason, that's the reason James said, he said, my faith has works. I don't know about you now. He's even putting it, but he said, my faith has got works. He said, ain't a doubt about it. I mean, I do the spiritual works and the physical works. You know, I, I do the, mm -hmm. the, the spiritual and the physical work. I believe that's what the Lord wants us to do as His children. 